You're listening to Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Good morning and God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. I am so excited that you are joining me today and I am so looking forward to getting into this lesson. So without further ado, let us go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are good and faithful. You are faithful and true. There is none like you, Jesus. And we just honor you. We honor you, God, for so many reasons. But God, we thank you for every season that you have ordained for our lives. We thank you for every season that you have orchestrated for our good. We thank you in the name of Jesus that even those things that were unpleasant and uncomfortable for us are working together for our good. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to know you in new ways and understand you in new ways and understand ourselves in new ways. And Father, let us remember everything we are learning about ourselves. Let us remember everything it is that you are releasing and revealing in the name of Jesus. Let none of our seasons be in vain, Father, in Jesus' name. We ask God that you would speak directly to us, that you would teach us in Jesus' name according to your perfect will for us. Lord God, you said for lack of knowledge, your people perish. Your people are destroyed. And Father, we do not want to perish and we do not want destruction. So we're asking in the name of Jesus that you would impart the knowledge into us that we need in Jesus' name. We ask God that you would cover every word released with your blood. We ask, Father, that every word spoken comes straight from your mind and your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you so much for what you're teaching us. We thank you for teaching us how to pray. And we thank you for teaching us why we pray. Thank you for correcting us. Thank you that anything that may not be right, Father, in the name of Jesus, you are making it right. Thank you in the name of Jesus that you are perfecting everything that concerns us. Thank you that it's not by power nor by might, but it's by your spirit. And I thank you that even though we may see it according to your word, because we've prayed for it, we already possess it. And we thank you, Lord, for all of our possessions. We thank you for all of the things that you have sanctioned to belong to us. We thank you for every victory. We thank you for every triumph. We thank you for every lesson learned. We thank you for all of the blessings and the favor and the grace and the mercy and the wisdom and the knowledge and the truth and the maturity that you are pouring upon your people in this season. We thank you so much for what you're doing for the church. We thank you so much for what you're doing for our family. We thank you for so, so much for what you're doing for us. Oh, Lord, speak because your servants are listening and we just need a fresh word from you. And let this fresh word re uh, release a fresh anointing in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, speak to us. Speak to us. Speak to our hearts. Penetrate places that only you have access to within us in the name of Jesus Christ. And impart in that place and plant in that place in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Open a door for knowledge from your throne in that place in the name of Jesus Christ. And we just thank you, Lord. And I pray that every word that you use me to speak is received with understanding and that the enemy cannot pluck it up or snatch it or steal it away in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Jesus. 
We love you, Jesus. Great is your faithfulness to us, Jesus. Thank you, hallelujah. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Don't we love the Lord? Isn't he awesome? Mm -mm -mm. The song says, I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every groan. Hallelujah. I thank God. I'm so thankful that we serve a God who feels what we feel, who are, who is involved in the situations we are in, who is feeling the same emotions that we feel when we hurt. He's hurting. Remember when Jesus walked this earth, he would groan within himself when he would see the pain of others. And he's still doing that today. So I don't want you to feel like you are alone in what you feel or what you are experiencing or whatever is transpiring. I want you to know that God fills your heart and he wants to heal it and fix it. And I'm so grateful that he will do just that. And I just pray that you learn to wait on the Lord and be encouraged and he will strengthen your heart. Hallelujah. So we uh, learned how to pray. Okay. And I want us to learn why we pray so that we have a more effective and successful and uh, sharpened prayer life. So we go into it with the directions and the instructions that we need. We go into it with the knowledge and the mindset that we need and that tenacity that we need to get into uh, prayer. But before we learn why we pray, we had to learn how to pray. We had to learn with all of this, uh, this tenacity and all of this boldness, we needed to learn um, how to approach God with it. We needed to first learn how we approach God when we have petitions, when we are encountering things, or when we are in need of something. Amen. So our approach to him is important. How to pray is important. So we pray in Christ. We pray intimately and considerately. We pray with confidence. We pray using God's word and we pray with an open heart. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And now we're moving on to why we pray. It's important for us to understand why we pray. So turn with me to Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. And I just want to say prayer is not limited to the five points that I'm going to be sharing in these episodes. Um, prayer is much greater than that. However, there are times, specific times that we encounter things and we need understanding. There are times when we are encountering stuff in life and we don't know what to do. Situation seems really hard. And so I want to bring some scripture and apply it to these situations so you know what you have access to through prayer. Okay. All right. So, but of course we understand that prayer is communication with the Lord. Um, it's communication with our heavenly father. It's our time of intimacy with him. It's our place of worship. It's our place of impartation. It's our place of communication with our heavenly father, our God, our master, amen. Our Abba. So do we have second Chronicles, Chronicles as pastor Nathaniel Simmons called it Chronicles, second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. Come with me to the first verse. Okay. And I want y'all to get ready to write down these points, but first we're going to go to scripture and then I'll give you the point. Uh, second Chronicles chapter 20, verse one says, after this, the Moabites and the Ammonites and with them, some of the Midianites came against Jehoshaphat for battle. Okay. So there were Moabites, Ammonites, and 
Millionites that came against Jehoshaphat. Okay, let's go over to verse five. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might so that none is able to withstand you. Hallelujah. And he goes on and he continues to pray and he makes his petition before the Lord. And I want you to turn with me to verse 22. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And now we're going all the way down to verse 22. And we're going to read 22 and 23. And this is the English standard version. Let's go. It says, and when they began to sing and praise the Lord, uh, and praise, excuse me. The Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, and that's the Midianites, who had come against Judah, so that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. Wow. So Jehoshaphat prayed and this was God's response. Jehoshaphat prayed and believed God. He said, hold on. I have three different nations coming against me. The first thing he did, he proclaimed the fast. Okay. And he said, I am going to pray because we're going to learn about why we fast. But the combination of prayer and fasting is so powerful. But fasting is just not as powerful without prayer. And prayer can sometimes not be as powerful without fasting, depending on what you are praying for and depending on what God requires of you in that season. But Jehoshaphat comes to the Lord and he says, oh, Lord, God of our fathers, aren't you the God in heaven? Are you not God in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms and the nations all of them. You rule over Moab, you rule over Ammon, and you rule over Mount Seir. You are the God. You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might so that none is able to withstand you. And he goes to him saying, I serve you. Now, whatever is coming against me, you have the authority over. And I'm asking you, hallelujah, to give us victory. And they begin to sing and praise give thanks to the lord for his steadfast love endures forever right and the lord set an ambush the lord himself said all right i have a plan this is what we need we need god to intervene with his plans concerning whatever is taking place in our lives so listen to this it says god intervened and he himself set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. To rout something means to defeat and cause to retreat in disorder. It doesn't mean that you just cause them to retreat. It means that you have defeated them 
and you've caused them to retreat in disorder. That means whatever strategy they had was overthrown. That means their ambush was ambushed. That means that whatever order they had was thrown into a disarray. Okay. And this is what God did. He loosed confusion into the camps of the enemy and caused them to turn on each other and destroy each other. That's what God did. Why did God do that? Because Jehoshaphat prayed. So listen to this. The first point, why we pray to route, to cancel, to halt the plans of the enemy. Whatever you have heard is about to happen. Whatever you sense the enemy has planned to attack you with, you have the power through prayer to stop it from happening. This is scriptural. This is biblical. This is why we pray. So often we can become complacent and think, listen, this is just going to happen. It is what it is. Uh-uh. Put some prayer on that thing. Call some intercessors to pray for you. That will be routed. The plans of the enemy, whatever it is, will be routed. And he will have no choice but to retreat in disorder. Because that's what the Bible says. The Lord set an ambush when the man of God began to pray. And there wasn't one nation. There weren't two nations. There were three nations that were coming against him. And he said, God, you rule over all of them. So I want to encourage you right now that whatever is coming against you from however many ways, no matter how many things they are, how many entities they are, how many struggles and warfare there are, my God, in prayer, when you release this situation to God, God will set an ambush and route each and every one of those things until they destroy each other and completely retreat from your life, from your family's lives, from your children's lives. You have the power through prayer to change, cancel, halt, route the plans of the enemy. Where he had thought to destroy you and plant to destroy you, he will find that he is destroying himself. Thank you, Jesus. So that's reason one why we pray. So I want us to go into prayer feeling empowered. Okay. Because we're not just talking to our friends. We are talking to the most high God. We pray because God is in control. Every one of those generational curses, every one of those demonic entities, every one of those um, infirmities that you may be experiencing and you need deliverance from and you need help from start praying that the Lord would set an ambush. Say, God, you set an ambush against everything that is coming against me. You give me strategy, Lord, and throw their strategy into a disarray. Reverse their strategy. Overthrow it in the name of Jesus Christ. Cause them to turn on each other, God, and give me peace. Give me clarity. Give me understanding in the name of Jesus. Teach my hands to war. Hallelujah. And God is faithful. He will do it. I want you all to turn with me to Isaiah Isaiah, excuse me, 38. I'm going there now. Isaiah, I'm almost there. Isaiah 38. All right. Do we have it? All right. So, of course, we're still reading the English Standard Version, and this is Isaiah 38. We're starting at verse 1, and we're going to go down to the 8th verse, okay? So, let's take our time with this. 
We're going to find out another reason why we pray. Remember, the first reason was to route, cancel, and halt the plans of the enemy. Whatever's coming against you, you can stop it through prayer. That's why it's so important for the saints to pray. Hallelujah. Now let's go on to Isaiah 38. And we're starting at verse 1. And it says, In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die. You shall not recover. Jesus. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Please, O Lord, remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria and will defend this city. God says, I'm going to defend this city myself. Verse seven says, then shall be the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he has promised. Behold, I will make the shadow cast by the declining sun on the dial of Ahaz turn back 10 steps. If any of you need God to redeem some time for you, you need him to turn the dial back a little bit. You need some things done over in the name of Jesus. You need to open up your mouth right now and praise God and say, God, turn it back for me. Whatever judgment was pronounced against me, I need you to turn it back. I need more time, God. I'm not done in this situation yet. I'm not done in this area yet. There are more things that I need to accomplish here or here, or there's some things that I should have done years ago that I didn't have the opportunity to do. God, I need you to turn the dial back. 10 steps for me and my family, God. Give us the opportunity to catch up and redeem the time in the name of Jesus. If you need him to, if you need him to, hallelujah, you need to praise him and beseech him that he will. Whew. So the sun turned back on the dial, the 10 steps by which it had declined. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And of course, after this, King Hezekiah recovered from his sickness Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Turn with me to Daniel 9 and 3. And of course, we're still moving towards the second reason why we pray. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, Daniel understood why his people were in bondage at that time. And he understood it through reading the prophet Jeremiah. And so he wanted some things to change. So in verse three, this is what he does. It says, and this is Daniel nine and three. Then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord, my God, and made confession saying, 
Amen. Amen. Why do we pray? Why we pray? Here's the second point. To turn the hands of God's judgment. We pray to turn the hands of God's judgment. So often we fall into this notion that because God has said it, listen, we can't do anything about it because God has pronounced this thing and said that this is what's going to happen. And it's going to be in this particular order. We say, you know what? There's nothing we can do about it. But scripture actually gives us a completely different depiction. And we can even go to the book of Jonah and see how God says, listen, tell these people that in such amount of days, I am going to destroy this city. And they said, no, no, we are going to start fasting and we are going to humble ourselves before this God who wants to destroy us. And God did not destroy them because they repented. God repented. He said, okay, I'm going to turn from that judgment. And we see this here with Hezekiah. Now we can't say that Hezekiah did anything that was wrong. And that's why he was sick. Sickness came upon him. And quite frankly, Hezekiah was a, a really good king. But even the most dutiful follower of Jesus Christ, even the one that you think is the most righteous, you know, let's come on here, Job, all the, 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 the most sanctified ones, everybody will encounter situations that have nothing to do with your goodness, nothing to do with your works, nothing to do with how great you've become in the Lord. And it has everything to do with God's grace, God's sovereignty and his saving ability. And this is what we see with Daniel as righteous as he was. And this is what we see with Hezekiah as righteous as he was. But what we also see is that these men prayed. They said, okay, I'm in a situation that is not the best. I am in a situation that I can die in. I'm in a situation where I am not safe. I am in a situation that God has pronounced over me. Whoa. Okay. I am in this situation. I need God to turn his hand of judgment. I need him to do a new thing. I'm not about to let none of this go down. God, I'm not ready yet. I don't want this. I don't want things to go this way just yet. I need you to give me mercy. I need you to grant me grace in this area. Yes, I see that this thing has come upon me. I see that this thing has come upon my family. I see that you have pronounced some type of judgment upon me just because of your sovereign will. But God, I need you to overturn that judgment now. I need you to change the trajectory of what's supposed to happen in my life and what's supposed to happen in my family. And none of this is going to ever be based upon your goodness. He did say, Lord, remember me. But it was only God's grace that caused him to say, you know what? I'm going to add to your life and I'm going to defeat your enemies. I'm going to deliver you out of the hands of your enemies. And I myself will give you supernatural confirmation of what I'm going to do. So the second reason why we pray is to turn the hands of God's judgment. No, God is not double-minded, but God honors our prayers. This is why we need to know how to approach him. And this is why we need to know why we pray. So many people have fallen into complacency. So many people may have left this earth too early because they didn't understand that they could go to God and say, remember me. 
and overturn this judgment that has been pronounced upon me. Amen. Amen. God may have said it, but he can overturn it. He can change it. He can change it. If you pray a praying people can change history. And uh, think about Esther praying people, people who know how to approach God can change history. Okay. They can change whatever has been pronounced over a nation. When people get together and pray on one accord, history is made. Okay. So I want to encourage you with this second point, whatever is going on in your life and you feel like, you know what, this is just how it is, or I have lost control or it's nothing I can do about this. This is, you know, it is what it is. This is how God wants it. Or this is just what we have to deal with. Absolutely not. You put your um, armor of God on, you approach the Lord in prayer, and you say, God, you are the God of Hezekiah, and you are no respecter of persons. Now, I understand that this judgment has been pronounced over me, or over my family, or over my children, but I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, and you said, that whatever we ask in Jesus name, you will do it. If your word abides in us and we abide in you, I abide in you. So I'm coming to you and I'm asking you to overturn this verdict, to reverse this situation, to make this turn around for my good, to give me more time, to give me more years, to heal my body. Amen. Amen. You have the power and the authority in the legal rights to ask these things in prayer. I want us to go to Gethsemane when our savior is in Gethsemane. And he says, if there be any other way, okay, I want you to take this cup from me. Listen, if it were not a possibility, Jesus wouldn't have even asked it. God has other ways to accomplish things. God has the ability to change his mind about the way situ the situation is going. This is why there are people who have been divorced, who have gotten back together. Whatever that was, God has the power to overturn it. This is why there were people who were dead or at the brink of death who are alive and well right now, because God has the ability to overturn it and reverse it. So my dear sibling in Christ, the second reason why we pray is to turn the hands of God's judgment. We don't want to hit and miss in prayer anymore. We want to know what we have asked access to when we go before the throne of God, when we approach him and we're in Christ and we're intimate and we're considerate and we're confident and we're using his word and our hearts are open. We need to know what we have access to in Christ Jesus. We have these rights. That if something has been going one way, we can say, uh, uh, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to be like this anymore. I don't want this to happen to me. We have the right to go to our heavenly father in prayer and ask him to overturn the verdict, reverse it, change it, make it work together in my favor, God, but don't allow me to go out like this. Remember me. I'm your child. I'm your servant. I've made my confession. Lord, there is still more work for me to do. Whatever your personal situation is, you have the right to go to God and ask him to change it. 
you have the right to go to God and ask him to change it. Hallelujah. All right. All right. I mean, think about Daniel, y'all. His whole nation was experiencing judgment from God. And that did not stop him from praying and seeking the Lord concerning the mercy that he wanted. He said, okay, I see why we are in bondage. I have this revelation. Now I'm coming to you, God, because you are the one with the power to forgive us and overturn this bondage we are in. Some of us need to be excited that God has the power to overturn the generational curses, these cycles and the things that you are going through and have experienced. God has the power to change it so that it can't touch you or your children, your offspring or your family anymore. So the first re reason we pray is to route, cancel and halt the plans of the enemy. The second reason we pray is to turn the hands of God's judgment. When he pronounced, we need it to be changed. So we begin to pray and God hears us and he honors us because he's a good father. He's great. And he is greatly to be praised. And I'm going to stop it right there for today's episode. And in our next episode, we are going to get into more reasons why we pray. But I, I beseech you to take this confidence and this knowledge into your prayer closet. Add it to, um, you know, these prerequisites that you have before you go into prayer. And you go into prayer like a sharp shooter. You go into prayer confident. You go into prayer with strong faith. Go into prayer bold, knowing that God hears you, knowing that God not only has the power to respond, but that he, he will respond in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you all have a blessed day in Jesus name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking that you seal these words up in my siblings in the name of Jesus. I'm asking, Father, that you would take their prayer lives to a different level, a higher level. Take their knowledge of you and their understanding of prayer to a different level. Take their experiences in prayer to a different level. Father, I'm asking that you open the realm of the spirit to them so that they can see you and hear you clearly so that they can see angelic activity in the name of Jesus and give them supernatural faith so that they actually believe you for what they are praying to you for in the name of Jesus. Lord, we don't want to hit and miss in our prayer life. So I'm asking father that you allow the words that I've spoken to be good seeds planted into good grounds that will bring forth good fruit in their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Let them see increase hallelujah and their prayers answered and in their prayer life and in their level of intimacy with you because of just learning these points of why we pray, understanding what we have access to. And thank you father for giving that that understanding to us. We love you, Lord. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Hallelujah. Amen.